Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, Xander. Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. How are you? I'm great, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you and dive into all things personal development and morning routines. But first, uh, please tell my audience uh, that I like to call the morning upgraders. Please tell us, you know, who you are, what you do for a living, and then some of your hobbies. Absolutely. So uh, my name is Xander Fryer. I uh, run a company called High Impact Coaching. We actually help coaches build their businesses. So it's about a three to four million dollar company. We've been growing and scaling that for about the last five years. And some of my hobbies, uh, besides just hanging out with my wife and puppy, love love long walks on the beach. And that is not a uh, a joke. That is absolutely serious. Working out, rock climbing, anything, uh, anything fun and travel. What do you do for your energy? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I can tell you have high energy, and just from the website too, looking at your pictures. How do you feed your energy? Just curious. That's that's a great question. I think it's you know maybe an even better question is how do I not feed fatigue? I think a lot of people actually just you know feed their fatigue a lot more than they feed their energy. For me, like one of the biggest things is I actually uh, I don't drink coffee. People, a lot of people use coffee for energy, and it's actually also an emotional scaffolding for a lot of people. That's why it's so addictive. But you know, coffee itself will give you a huge boost, you know, an adrenal boost, and then you'll come crashing down afterwards. So that's actually one of the things that I I don't do because I don't feed my fatigue. I also make sure that I'm actually getting plenty of sleep, which I think you know a lot of people think you know as a, an entrepreneur or any form of successful person, you have to be able to function on like four hours of sleep. And you know, I've interviewed thousands of entrepreneurs. And what I found is the majority of them get eight, even nine hours of sleep. I work out a lot. I eat really well. And the one thing that I do in the mornings is uh, I'm a huge fan of cold therapy. So I'll do, I'll meditate and I'll do cold therapy every single morning. I actually have a, a cold plunge in my backyard that I'll jump into every morning. And you have one of those, you never have to drink a cup of coffee again. Let's dive into your morning routine, but I'm curious on that cold plunge. I've seen I think Tony Robbins has that in his documentary plunged into this uh, hole with cold water in it. So is that you, you built that into your backyard? Like, what is it just a hole to jump into? It's literally like a mini jacuzzi, like a one person jacuzzi that instead of being like 102 degrees is actually like 38, 39 degrees. It's, it's not warm. Yeah. (laughs) How long do you stay in it for? In the mornings, I'll normally go in for about three minutes. Sometimes I'll do some extended ones where, you know, I can, I can go in for you know, anywhere from, from, uh, you know, 10 to 12, even 15 minutes, but that's, you know, more I'm working on kind of like spiritual practices, meditative states being in there for, for that long. Wow. Very interesting. Do your neighbors, or do your neighbors wonder what the blood curdling screams are coming from your backyard? Sometimes. Yeah. But you know, they come over and they, they check it out and they make sure that I'm okay. And that it's, you know, it's <laughs> just me, nothing, nothing illegal happening. And then they're good to go. So most of them are aware of what's going on now. So yeah, let's let's talk about your morning routine. So you do the cold plunge. Um, they used to do meditate as well. Uh, what, what else does your morning look like? Oh, that's a good question. So I'm I'm normally up at the ass crack on. I'm normally up at four a.m. First thing that I do is I normally do some some breath work, some yoga, and some physical therapy, some PT work, just to get the the blood flowing throughout my body, get the lymphatic system flowing, and kind of wake everything up. And then I jump straight into, I do a form of Vedic meditation. It's kind of like transcendental meditation, 20 minutes of that. And then visualizations right afterwards, which, uh, you know, for anybody who's 
not visualizing their future, I can tell you right now, the one reason that you're not where you want to be. And I always tell people like, you know, high-performing athletes, professional athletes, Olympians all know that, you know, what you visualize is what you create in your life. So, uh, you know, if you want to be a high performer, make sure you're visualizing what you want to create. It just works. So I visualize. And then right after that, I, uh, I go straight into that cold plunge. You know, so the cold plunge, uh, basically what it does, most people don't know this, it actually gives you like a perfect combination, uh, your hormonally, it gives you a perfect combination of what's called norepinephrine and dopamine in the brain, which is actually the liquid combination of motivation. So when people refer to being motivated, it is actually this combination of norepinephrine and dopamine in the brain. And you can actually trigger that by going into cold. So cold showers, cold plunges, things like that. That's why you do it. I'll tell you right now that going into the cold sucks every single time. But when you come out of it motivated to accomplish whatever you want to in your life, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, I do the cold showers. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm in this recording. It's it's warm in New Jersey. So the cold is really, I mean, it's cold, but not like in the winter. When when it's wintertime and the ground is frozen, it's yeah. cold water. Yeah, that'll really get you going. Have you always been into personal growth, even back to like your engineering days um, when you had a corporate job? You know, when I was in college, I was actually I was actually an engineer in college, uh, electrical engineer at UCLA. Uh, but I was also in Air Force ROTC, so that was actually something you know in the military and in the Air Force. You know, they're teaching you a lot of leadership, and they started to introduce me to uh, a lot of different self-development ideas and self-development practitioners. You know, one of the things in the military, when you're going to become a leader, they make you read a lot of John Maxwell, right? And John Maxwell is one of the best leadership practitioners and also one of the best self-development practitioners in the world. So that really opened me up to a lot of self-development at a young age, which was pretty great for me. Um, and then kind of led me down that path, even while I was in the corporate world, uh, you know, I was at Cisco Systems for, for five years and being a huge personal development fan, consuming books, consuming audiobooks, podcasts, you know, eventually there's, you, there's only so long you can spend in a nine to five before you realize that you were meant for something more. And that's, you know, it, it was the fact that I was a self-development junkie that really led me to becoming an entrepreneur. And why, and why'd you pick the business you're in coaches? Like what, what drew you to that? That's a good question. Well, I didn't start off that way. I was, you know, obviously when I first quit my job, I didn't know how coaches would be successful. I just wanted to coach. I, you know, that was one of the big things when I was in the Air Force. I was leading other people and mentoring other people. I actually got a DUI my senior year, and that's why I was kicked out of the Air Force. So I went into the corporate world and was very successful there, but I, I wasn't aligned with the work I was doing because I didn't get to mentor or lead or coach anyone. So eventually, I just quit cold turkey and did the you know super cliche millennial quits corporate job to become life coach. <laughs> so I quit my job to become a life coach. No idea what I was doing. The only difference was I knew how to sell and I invested about $35,000 into different mentorship and coaching programs to learn the world of online entrepreneurship and marketing and copywriting and sales and all of these things. So I was actually able to build a, a life coaching business in about three months. I had a six-figure coaching business and uh, within about 12 months, I had my first six-figure month as a coach. So I had a lot of other coaches that I had started to network with, health coaches, life coaches, career coaches that were all like, uh, dude, what the hell? You just did in five months what I've been trying to do for five years. And so they reached out to me to see if I could actually help them build their business. And you know, I helped a handful of them. They all got amazing results and they started to tell more people. So 
started started to expand that and kind of realized like, hey, this is you know kind of like what you and I were just talking about earlier before we started this show. I realized, hey, this is a way for me to have a a much bigger impact, right? If I can if I can teach you know, for every coach that I can teach how to get their business up and running and make six figures, multiple six figures, half a million or even seven figures, you know, they're going to go on to help hundreds or even thousands or maybe even millions of people in the future. And so for every one of them that I can help, I'm going to have an exponentially larger impact. So we shifted to to that about three and a half, four years ago. Now we've helped over, I think, 750 coaches build six figure, multiple six figure and seven figure businesses. And the the impact is just growing and scaling. So that's how we got there. Yeah, it's a great ripple effect to think about that many coaches and who they're helping. You said that you know you, you were getting people saying to you, "Oh, you, you did what we in five months, five months what we were trying to do in five years." Yeah. What was missing? Like, what weren't they doing? I know that's probably a big answer, a long answer, <laughs> but in general, like what weren't they doing? They didn't know how to sell, or was it something else? It's you know honestly, it's a it's a combination of things for for starting coaches. The way that I always tell people, right? It's it's one thing to be a self-development fan and it's one thing to be a coach and a servant leader. It's a totally different thing to have the entrepreneurial mindset and to like you mentioned to be able to sell and to market. I always tell people, right, to to build a successful coaching business, think about it. Build a successful coaching business. Well, you have to have expertise in two things. You have to have expertise as a coach and you have to have expertise in business. And the reality is to have a successful coaching business, the expertise in business actually has to come first. Because if you can't, you know, if you can't find the right niche, position and message yourself well, lead generate and roll people, you never have clients to coach. So I think it was Huffington Post did a did a study and found that 90% of all online coaches uh, end up quitting within the first four months. That's nine out of 10 coaches end up quitting within the first four months because they might be great coaches, but they, nobody ever taught them how to business. So they never get the clients they need. They're never able to charge the prices that they really deserve. Uh, and because of that, they're never able to do it full time. Maybe they make a little bit of coffee money here and there, but you do that long enough and, and you're still in a nine to five, you end up burning out and wanting to give up. Interesting. Yeah, it makes total sense. I want to stay on this topic. One more question. Sure. And then I want to talk to you about your habits. When you're helping your your coaching clients, how much of a role does personal development play? Or you know, obviously you can't force them to take that seriously, but if they're working with you, they probably will do whatever it takes. So oh, we, oh, uh, we actually, we actually can force them to take it seriously. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> um, no, you're, you're right though. I mean, here's, here's the truth, right? Like you and I both know that the reality is like I could give, but you know, let's say we have uh coach, coach Lisa and coach Leslie, right? So coach Lisa is, you know, focused on personal development, focused on being an action taker, being decisive, getting out of her comfort zone, pushing herself to to new heights. And Coach Leslie is hesitant, indecisive, wants to stay comfortable, unwilling to get out of her comfort zone, fears being judged, fears being criticized. I can give I can give Coach Lisa and Coach Leslie both the exact same system, skills, frameworks, tactics, everything, but only one of them is going to succeed, right? Coach Lisa, because if Coach Leslie is going to hold herself back, doubt everything, be hesitant, uh, indecisive, not an action taker, fear criticism, fear judgment, she's never going to be able to implement the things that you need her to implement. So, you know, one of the things that we we tell people, there's a lot of people out there that you know claim to coach coaches, and most of them just kind of put out some marketing tactics and sales tactics and 
hope that people get results. And the reality is when we work with people, we actually literally have to come in. We do a lot of psychosomatic programming. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but we literally have to unprogram people's brains. So we go back, you know, all the way to their childhood and unprogram a lot of the bad habits, a lot of the bad beliefs, the bad, uh, the, the subconscious programming, our, our subconscious is 95% of our brain and dictates a majority of our results. So we actually have to go back and unprogram their brains and reprogram them to be entrepreneurs before we can actually give them the tactics. But that's the reason that we see the results with our clients when nobody else does is because we actually start with the self-development. When people go through our, our programs, you know, they go, yes, we have the top marketing and sales and, and copywriting tactics in the world, but 60, maybe even 70% of what we have to do is literally unprogramming people and reprogramming them to be able to actually use those tactics. Interesting. I, I figured you were, you were going to say it, it, there's a lot of personal growth and development strategies in what you do. That's also why I, why I wanted to have you on the show, but it's, yeah. I didn't really just go, it, would, it went that deep into the mindset and unprogram, unprogramming people. We get, That's yeah, we get, we get people that come to us after having been through two, three, four different programs, having spent tens of thousands of dollars, you know, 30, 40, 50 grand on different stuff and have gotten zero results. And then they come work with us. And, you know, within the first couple of weeks, they start rolling high ticket clients because we actually take the time to focus on what matters first, which is, you know, as, as you know, that space between your ears. Got it. With happiness, can, do you think it's something that you can get or is it something that you just need to decide to be happy? Like, what's your definition? What's your approach to happiness? That's a, that's a really good question. I think most people would say that's something that you can get and, and don't get me wrong. Like, you know, my, my, I, I drive a nice car and that car makes me happy every time I get in that car. But the reality is I'm able to get that car because I was a happy person to begin with. So I think yeah. being a happy person, being a grateful person, being an action taker, being someone who, who puts love and gratitude and appreciation out into the world, you know, gives me more things to love, more things to be grateful for, and more things to appreciate. I'm a true believer that, you know, uh, who you are is going to be what, what creates your future, not the other way around. You know, a lot of people say, oh, once I have XYZ, once I have a six-figure coaching business, then I'll feel free and fulfilled. And it's like, no, you, you have to feel free and fulfilled and worthy before you can have a six-figure coaching business. Yeah, I believe that too. I, I, I listened to, I forget where I heard it, it was on a podcast recently, but the person was basically saying like, like how you carry yourself, the energy you put out, like if someone's reacting negatively to you, just to look within and are you acting negative to them without even knowing it? Like what kind of energy or attitude are you bringing to that person that's causing them to react the way they are? I thought that was interesting. It makes me, I'm trying to be more present in how I'm showing up around people, you know? Yeah, I've found that there's always, there's always a way for me to show up at a higher level, more, more, more joyful, more appreciative, more engaged, no matter what else is going on around me. So I think it always starts. There. Well, Xander, this was great. I do have one, one last question for you. And then we'll wrap up with you sharing with my audience of morning upgraders, you know, how they can reach out to you, connect with you, learn more. Sure. So my last question for you is your choice, number one habit or number one personal development tip, which I guess could be one in the same, but you choose. Oh. That's a really good question. I have, I have a lot of them. The one that I think is very little known, I, I also think is one of the most important ones, uh, is something I call fear journaling. You know, For anybody who's in the mindset space or anybody who's into self-development, 
you know, we're all aware of, you know, the law of attraction and what you focus on, you bring more of into your world. And I think that actually leads a lot of people to not do this, not do this. And it's probably my, my, my secret to success and a majority of our clients as well. So fear journaling, essentially what it is, you know, we've all, we've all had anxieties or angers or frustrations or fears that come up for us on a, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis around, you know, whatever it is that we're pursuing. Now, um, what fear journaling is, is, uh, and I did this for literally every day for an entire year when I first started my business, because I had so much, I had so many negative beliefs, so much negativity, so much anxiety, so much fear, uh, around quitting my job and starting my business and the judgment and the, and the criticism and fear of failure and everything like that. And every day I would wake up and I would literally spend 10 to 15 minutes journaling, journaling out all of my most negative thoughts not journaling positivity, not journaling gratitude, not journaling appreciation, journaling negativity. Now, the reason this is so powerful is because most, most people don't realize that our emotions, the, but there is, it's scientifically proven, there's encyclopedias of books written on this. The only way to move through an emotion is to move through it. You have to move through the emotion. You have to sit in it. So what happens for most of us is when we feel some form of negativity, whether it's anger, frustration, guilt, shame, negativity, whatever it might be, fear, we try to deny it because it feels really shitty. None of us like that, right? And what happens, like I mentioned, our subconscious is 95% of our brain. So if you try and ignore it, you're turning off that 5% conscious part of your brain to this feeling of fear or anger or frustration. Well, where does it then go? If the only way to move through an emotion is to actually sit in it and move through it, that fear or anger, frustration just goes and marinates in your subconscious mind. So you're actually not getting rid of it. It's just sitting there marinating, and it is actually dictating majority of the actions you take, the beliefs you have, the feelings you feel, because it's just sitting there marinating in, in filth. And so, you know, for most people that haven't learned how to journal through their fears or feel through their negative emotions, they end up making a majority of their decisions from these negative emotions. Now, if you learn to just get them out of your head and onto a piece of paper, you'll actually be fine. Now, I moved through things like, um, obviously, quitting my job. I moved through things like my best friend committing suicide. I've been through so many different things over the last five years that this journaling process has helped me move through that it's not even funny. And what I found is every time I move through these negative emotions, I come out the other side more motivated, more inspired, more driven than ever before. So fear journal journaling is actually probably the biggest tool that I suggest to most of my clients. Yeah, that's definitely a first here. So I appreciate uh, you mentioned it. It does make sense. I think about like dealing with confrontation or small issues. If you ignore it, it becomes like the screaming, screaming toddler that you just can't ignore anymore. So that what you're exactly. saying makes total sense. Yeah. Well, Xander, this was great. If someone wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do so? Yeah, you guys can go ahead and check me out at www.xanderfryer.com. Uh, especially if you're a coach, we have a lot of resources there for you. Feel free to check us out on Instagram as well, at Xander Fryer. And just like I was talking about, Ryan, we do have our book, Shit You Don't Learn in College, that's just coming out this next month. And we actually have it on pre-sale right now at sidlicbook.com, S-Y-D-L-I-C book.com. We're giving away about $3,000 worth of uh, programs and different trainings with that book too. But that book is designed to, to help anybody be able to design a life to make more money, more meaning, and more freedom. So those are probably the best ways to get a hold of me. Perfect. Yeah, we'll link those up in the show notes page. I appreciate it, Xander. Thank you. Thank you, man. And Morning Upgraders, thanks for listening. Talk soon. 
Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.